0: from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The word of God from today's epistle found in James chapter 5. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. This is God's word. I find those words kind of irksome, kind of challenging. Be patient. Because I know that I'm a very impatient person. And so hearing those words, be patient, kind of ring to me like telling a tall person, be short. Telling a person with not a lot of money, be rich. Telling a person who's got brown hair and brown eyes to be blonde and blue-eyed. Isn't being impatient just what some of us are? Isn't patience sort of like a character trait that you've either got it or you don't? Clearly not. According to James, be patient until the coming of the Lord. That is certainly not a virtue here in the 21st century where we are surrounded by a 24 hour news cycle that lets us know what's going on around the world in a moment's notice. Our phones and our computers make it easier and quicker to communicate with people in an instant We complain over things like how long it takes to have our order taken at a restaurant. How long it takes for online deliveries to get shipped to us. How long a a flight takes or if we have to wait in an airport. Heaven forbid, that's just the worst thing in the world. It's hard to be patient in a world where meeting demands quickly is one of the great American virtues. Now, you might not be the sort that gets impatient over things like slow internet or your Big Mac taking too long at the McDonald's drive-thru. You might say, I'm a pretty patient person. When you get down to the core of it, every one of us is impatient, especially as it concerns the things of God. When James wrote his epistle, he was specifically talking about being patient until Christ comes again on the last day. Now you might think to yourself, well, I don't really have a problem with that. I don't even really think about Christ coming on the last day. And I certainly don't sit around stressing because it hasn't happened. That's actually not true. Because when you get down to it and look at the ways we approach the world and the things that happen to us in it, impatience with the things of God is something we all wrestle with. We should all be praying that prayer of St. John at the end of Revelation. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And every single time we reflect, and stress about the problems and troubles of this world that is actually impatience with the Lord's coming on the last day. I'll give you a little bit of a personal example. Some of you in our Bible studies have heard me talk about a time in my life where I just had one bad thing happening after another. It was back in 2004. I was at the tail end of my vicarage, my Internship to become a pastor. I had to get ready to go back to seminary. And right, the, it was in like a three-month span, we just had one thing after another happen to us. My dad died, the engine blew on my car, a tornado touched down two blocks from our house, and it was just, there was a whole bunch of things that also happened, boom, boom, boom. And I remember at that time, You can imagine how a person might feel when it's one bad thing after another. God's got it out for me. What bad is going to happen next? I started expecting bad things to happen. Lamenting that it was this series of one thing after another. Ultimately, that was impatience with God that I was dealing with. Because all of those things that happened are all the result of a world that's fallen until Christ comes again on the last day. So when we lament the loss of loved ones, that's going to continue until the last day and Christ returns. When we lament, you know, things going wrong with our cars or our houses needing repairs that we can hardly pay for. That's all going to happen until Christ returns again. Natural disasters, be it tornadoes or hurricanes or blizzards or whatever it might be, that's all going to happen until Christ returns again on the last day. So anytime we find ourselves wrapped up and fretting, and worrying and complaining and grumbling against God about the things of this world, it's ultimately the sin of impatience. Because we're placing expectations upon this world that won't be taken care of until God sees fit for Christ to come again. You see, there will be a world. There will be a day where there is no more death, where bodies don't break down, where we don't depend on things like cars and houses, where we won't have to fear the threat of the earth crashing in upon us, we should long for that day and look for that day that will come in God's own perfect timing. St. James reminds us that we can learn patience by looking to the farmers. Now, farming is not a part of our culture like it was, say, one or two generations ago. I've served in farming communities before, in ministry, and there is indeed a lot we can learn from those farmers. James says in our text today, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until he rece- until it receives the early and the late rains. Those who farm understand what it means to be patient. What is it that we learn from the farmers? We learn from them that everything operates on God's time and there is nothing that you can do about it. A farmer has no choice but to be patient. The snow will melt when God allows the snow to melt, the sun will shine when God sends the sun to shine, the crops will grow. When God gives them growth, the rain will fall when God sends the rain to fall. And every farmer knows this. As much as he works and devotes himself to his task, everything will operate in God's timing and not his own. I'm amazed at the faithfulness of the farmer to get up before dawn, work the land, sweat, Toil, beat his own body ragged, and yet he does it all knowing the results are completely in God's hands and not his own. He does all that work not knowing or knowing the Lord alone will give growth, he will give a harvest, he will give forth the precious fruits of the earth. You and I are those placed into this world, into the fields of God's kingdom. We are like farmers, called to work. And all of the results will be in God's hands. All of it will be accomplished in His timing. All of it will be done according to His good and gracious will. Advent is our season for reflecting on God's timing. The Gospel from Matthew 11 tells of the disciples of John the Baptist coming to Jesus to ask, Are you the one who is to come? Or shall we look for another? Now we don't know why these disciples came to ask Jesus this question. Some wonder if even John the Baptist himself, who had been sent to prison was questioning whether Jesus was really the Messiah. Jesus tells them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Jesus told those disciples that God was working in his kingdom. God was accomplishing his purposes. Even if in the midst of that, it meant that John ended up in prison. God was still doing his work. God was still present in Christ. God was still accomplishing the salvation of the world when Jesus came following in John the Baptist's footsteps. John would die a martyr's death when he was beheaded at King Herod's command. Jesus would die a martyr's death when he was put upon a cross for doing the will of his father. And all of it fulfilled God's promises in Christ apart from the expectations that others put on him. God fulfills his promises in Jesus for you. Apart from your expectations. His kingdom. His harvest fields. Produce the fruit that he wants. In his time. Not on our time. In his time. Being patient means. Knowing and trusting that you and I have a Lord. Who is. Compassionate and merciful. He shows his compassion and mercy even if it comes in ways we don't expect, even if it doesn't come in the ways that we want. Today, he comes to you with compassion and mercy. Today, he forgives your sins. Today, he comes to you in bread and wine. Today, He gives his own very body and blood for you. Today, he forgives your impatience and mine. Today, he comes with his Holy Spirit through his word to strengthen you and teach you to be patient. Today, he comes as he always does. As he always promises to do until he returns in glory. Be patient, dear friends in Christ. The struggles of this present world are temporary. There is a better world to come, it will come when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. He will return for you because he already shed his blood for you. He will return for you because he is compassionate and merciful. He will return for you because he's promised to do so and is always faithful regarding his promises. Look to the farmers. And see how patience works. How they do their work and wait on the Lord to provide. Look to the generations of Christians who have gone before us. How they have remained in the words of St. James in our epistle. Steadfast. Unmoving in their faith. Receiving Christ who comes with compassion and mercy. Look to, as James remind us reminds us, the story of Job. How in the middle of his personal tragedy, how he confessed his faith in the Lord. Be patient, because as James writes, the judge is standing at the door. Our Lord will return to us. He will come in glory. Until then, he comes to us now in his word, in his supper. Be patient, dear friends, until the coming of the Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.